Welcome to the Click for More Customers podcast. Your host is Ted Prodromo, best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business and Ultimate Guide to Twitter for Business. Ted is recognized as America's leading LinkedIn coach, helping you grow your business while living the life of your dreams. Okay, welcome everybody. I'm Ted Pedromo, and this is the latest edition of Social Selling Television. And you can watch past episodes at www.socialsellingtelevision.com. I guess I don't have to say www anymore. How's that? <laughs> Everybody's used Probably to that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but today I have a, a special guest, actually, Mitchell Levy and I. We've known each other for many years. We were in a local networking group together many, many years ago, and we reconnected last year at an event in Austin. And I'm so glad to have you here, Mitchell. Today we're going to talk about becoming a recognized expert in your space. And in my promotional emails, I talked about before my books and after my books. It's like total, two totally different lives I have now. So let me welcome Mitchell Levy. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic to be here. So thanks for having me. And let me get you on the screen here. Oh, that might be important. There you go. Oh, there you go. Hi. <laughs> Great to be here. Yeah, no, Ted, I was, it's often funny when you've known somebody for such a long, long time, you remember the exact time in which you did communicate last. Um, <laughs> and, and what's the story behind meeting? And I, I, I was thinking through and, God, it seems to me that it was during the dot-com days that we originally met each other. It was the Bay Area Consultants Network. They called themselves Bacon, and they actually served breakfast with bacon. <laughs> Those were the days. Well, I have for that. I actually have a, uh, and this is good when you get older. They they gave me a nice little gift for speaking there, and it included a magnifying glass, which I didn't need at the time, but now I can use. <laughs> I have one of those too. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, great. So you want to talk about, tell us about what you do with your business, how you've evolved and what you're doing now. Oh, absolutely. I, I've, uh, I think what's recognized more in today's world than it was when I started doing this is having multiple revenue streams. And so having many different personas. And so uh, I do speaking and consulting on thought leadership, typically to larger, mid to large size companies. Um, I've been running since 2005, a book publishing company, and we've now published over 800 titles, both physical and online titles. And one of the things I've done as a result of a couple of the different imprints is stay actively involved in social media. Um, so I have a nice presence on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn and figure out how to make it easy for the executives that I was dealing with to be able to both uh, share content easily on social media and also at the same time be able to get their expertise out there in a, in a fast way. And so we built a platform, uh, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about today, called, uh, and, and Ted, this is the first time I'm saying it publicly, we've renamed the platform AHA That, because uh, we want to own a verb. And so I'm rolling out a platform that makes it easy for people to share content socially, uh, to be able to create books. And so my day-to-day uh, -day life is, is varied between speaking and consulting um, and now rolling out the software platform. That's awesome. Yeah, I noticed you have a strong presence on all social media. When did you get started in social media? Oh, who? Uh, good question. Um, so I was uh, way back when the last time I actually held a job working for somebody else was I left Sun Microsystems in 1987. Uh, prior to that, I spent four years helping Sun uh, with e-commerce over the Internet. Um, and at the time, no, 1987, not 87. Sorry, I was there for nine years. So it was like 80. Uh, 88 to 97 so i left in 1997. okay um so i spent i spent four years helping sun i was managing the e-commerce components on supply chain which was three and a half billion and i was helping them figure out what does it mean to actually use e-commerce over the internet so i was actively involved way back when and then i started doing consulting um and if i think you remember i 
I ended up creating four different executive business programs at San Jose State and UC Santa Cruz, but the one that was super big was the e-commerce management program, and that started in 1999. We had tons of people flying from around the world to learn what does it mean to do e-commerce, to be able to have the corporation be actively involved in, in doing the types of things that we had pioneered over at Sun Microsystems. And, and so that was a lot of fun. And what that meant is everyone who is starting something new, new software company, a uh, new platform, you know, so I was in the first 100,000 people who were test driving LinkedIn. As a matter of fact, I remember sitting in the room uh, with Reid Hoffman and Konstantin Gurek, the two founders, talking about the first book. So we actually wrote the first book ever for LinkedIn talking about the room, uh, sitting in the room, talking about what is it that we will be doing the book on? You know, and this is pre-revenue, right? And so my my standard statement, and this is true on anything you do is, okay, where are you gonna make money first? Uh, recruiting, great, let's do a book on recruiting, right? And that was, it was, uh, the book was called Happy About LinkedIn for Recruiting. And the book incorporated a free job posting. So when you bought the book, you actually got a free job posting. And so that helped make the book too super well. Um, we didn't get to do the first uh, the first book for Facebook, but we were within the first five. We actually did publish the first book on Twitter. So what happens is um, when you have a good network in the social media guys, when they find a new platform and they want to publish, uh, a lot of times they come to me and we talk about it. And and so you know if you're going to publish a book on a particular platform, you might as well learn you know what the right. platform is and how to make it work exactly uh, right like the myspace book right that's a collector's item now <laughs> god i wish i did a myspace book i uh that's an that would be a that would be a collector's item yeah so what do you share with us you have a presentation you want to share and oh absolutely so um i will uh, i'll grab the screen in a second uh as i as i look away let me uh let me move over um, and we will share the PowerPoint. Okay, got it. And if you people so, have questions along the way, go ahead, type them in the chat window, and we'll. Do you want to do questions along the way, or do you want to do them at the end? Oh, absolutely. Um, no, no, no. Feel free if you have questions to do them along the way. Um, you know, it's it's much more fun when we get to answer your question directly, right? And. Yeah. And I do have, if you if you don't get a chance to watch the end, do you do replays, Ted? Is that part yeah. of the? Yep, definitely. Okay. So there'll be a replay here. I have all my contact information at the end. But if you take a look at my name and Google my name, you could reach out to me on any social platform. I'm happy to connect to you. Um, one of the things you may want to do, particularly if you're, I don't know if you say this when you talk to folks, Ted, if you don't have a particularly great profile, then when you connect to me, you should say that you've heard me speak here and you want to talk to me, right? Because if you don't have a great profile, I'm, I may not um, actually connect to you because you, you have to be careful on, on the folks. I, I try to connect to anyone who has a good business profile in any way, shape or form. Um, and if you're uncomfortable with what you have, at least do a communication where you actually say, you know, who you are, how we met and, and how, how you like to connect. And I'm happy to connect with you. That's a great tip because I, I say that too, because a lot of people have, don't have the best picture or they haven't updated in a while, but they do want to connect with you. So if you just send a little message saying this, you know, I met you on this webinar, I'd love to connect with you, people usually accept you. And it's not just for you who are listening, it's it's not because uh, any of us are, are sort of snobby in any way. There are just so many fake profiles out there um, and it and it's I mean it you'll be shocked at the percentages of of any of us who who our profiles get cloned and how many fake profiles there are yeah and so the the goal when we look at a profile is to determine if the person is real or not you know and so I spend maybe ten seconds sometimes thirty or sixty to deter determine if a particular profile is real. Um, and, and so that's why I say if it's, if I can't quite figure that out, I may not connect. So what factors do you look for, for a fake profile or a real profile? You know, pictures are extremely important to have your picture on your profile. And, and I'm going to say this and don't get mad at me. If you are a model, right. And you've got this beautiful model picture showing, 
-hmm. And it turns out that your the job listed is that you make fax fax copies, you know, at a at a Starbucks. That seems like a disconnect to me. Um, So, (laughs) so 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 picture is one. Um, I try to see what the person says that they do. And then what's important is to take a look at the the people, not the people who refer them, but the referrals they got. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times if if you've got 500 connections, but you only have like five referrals, how I that's a disconnect to me. Mm-hmm. Right. If you've had that many. And so depending on the job. Right. Marketing people are not always uh, very active on social, so sometimes so they're they've getting a little credibility. Salespeople, if you're a salesperson and, and you don't have a large number of referrals on some of the skill sets you have, that's also a you know a, a flag that that gives me concern. Right. And if they only have a handful of connections, is a good. Yeah, line. that's a that's a thing. in today's world a handful of connections. So you have to be an intern, you know, or a student coming out. Um, and then of course, if you give a personalized note, that that sort of uh, all the flags mostly drop if you give yeah. a personalized note as opposed to please connect to me. You you're in my network. I think right. you're cool, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Great tips, definitely. Right. All right. So what we're going to talk today is how to become a recognized expert in your field of expertise. And Ted, certainly feel free at any point in time to sort of give your two shins, stop, tell me what you think about uh, for yourself. And the first thing I want to mention is is the word aha. Uh, Joel Kahn would prefer to call me Mr. Aha or Dr. Aha. Um, and what I'd like to, to have you think about if somebody has given you in any conversation you have, whether it's online or physical, and they give you something that makes that light bulb come on, you got to think about the world in a slightly different way. I actually highly recommend that you tell them they gave you an aha. And you'll be surprised at the reaction you get on the other side. Um, you know, and, and so that's a pretty cool thing. It's something to think about. And, and I've been thinking about ahas for a long time and, and it'll be reinforced in the presentation and hopefully you'll have at least two or three ahas as part of the presentation. Great. Can't wait. So let me share a couple that is important to me today. And, and most people sort of see it right away. The new attention span is seven seconds. So enough time to read a tweet, watch a vine, um, read the subject line of a blog post, right? So you get seven seconds to capture somebody's attention. 80% of the content thought leaders share should be somebody else's. And I'd like to encourage that. And so that's something that is not always recognized from folks. In the old days, the thought leaders stood on the pulpit and they shared their content. And that's the only person you should listen to, at least in their mind. And actually, that's how society worked. In today's world, there is so much content out there. We don't need just the thought leader. We need somebody who can curate content for us. And so they're going to be sharing not just their content, but other people's content as well. That's a great idea. And then the third piece is 100% of the employee base needs to be advocates. And so my question to you is, are they? And and what that means is they're they're also thought leaders. They're also sharing content. They're also excited about the place they work. If you're not excited about the place you work and you're not sharing it, then you shouldn't be working there. And more importantly, the employees you have shouldn't uh, uh, shouldn't be employees. If they're not excited about who you're, because once again, in today's world, we're not always looking to the, to, to the thought leader that stands on the pulpit to say what we do. We're looking to our friends and family, right? So if you have employees or companies who are talking about what you, what you do, when somebody in their, in their um, sp- sphere of influence says, hey, who do you know that can help you with your LinkedIn profile, help you with social selling, and they, they say your name, Ted, that carries much more weight than anything else. Yeah. So when I use the word thought leadership, one of the things that's important is understand the definition. And if you go to the thinkaha.com website, you could see a lot more. We got videos, more descriptions. I'm going to give this you know, less than a minute, and, and this can, can uh, particularly take 15 or more. And I look at the two-by-two two audience by content. You know, No audience, no content. You're absolutely unknown. Experts are people with a large amount of content but a very small audience. 
Uh, I love, I've never seen the definition of evangelist this way, large audience, but narrow in content. And the thought leader, and this is important, they have the right amount of content for the right audience, right? I'm using the word right appropriately because, you know, to be a thought leader, your audience doesn't have to be the world if that's not who you're targeting. Right. Your audience could be, since you live in Marin, Ted, your audience could be a certain segment of business owners who actually work in Marin or live in Marin and work in San Francisco. That will narrow the audience you're going after, making it easy for you to reach them. Right. So a thought leader is the right amount of content for the right audience. So what happens when you put those all together? You take the right amount of content for, for the right audience. 100% of the employee base are, is sharing content appropriately. 80% of what they share is somebody else's. And we do it in seven second sound bites. Uh, hold on, here's an aha. We have the emergence of the aha leader. And the way I've defined that, it's your own personal curator. You know, when we were young and we were sick, our aha leader was mom. Right? We were like, hey, mom, I'm sick. What do I do? And, and she would give you all the answers you need. Um, if you're looking for a new software product or a new social media tool, who do you go to? Well, you go to one of your friends. Hey, you've been using this. What do you think? So the aha leader, as opposed to the thought leader, the problem with the term thought leader, it takes on so many different uh, connotations and so many different things. And, and I would say using the word aha leader, it's the person who curates the right information for you. Newspapers used to do that in the past, and, and now they've sort of lost their thread. And really now, it's the person who's curating the right. So those that are watching this channel, they're looking to you to be their aha leader on social selling tab. I think of Joel Kahn, who you mentioned earlier, as one of these people. Oh, absolutely. I would argue that we are all aha leaders in one way or the other. We all have a certain level of expertise that we focus on that we are the aha leader on, mm -hmm. right? So my wife is not active at all in social media. She's really not excited about it. But if you ask her about personal shopping, she's phenomenal. And she's absolutely the aha leader for a small number of people to take advantage of that service. And she is that aha leader because they look to her for, for the answers. Yeah, that's, that's great. So let's talk about how to become an expert. And I've got, I've got five things I'm going to cover. And so these are five activities to becoming an aha leader. How do you become the instant expert? You know, creating your instant book, curating and sharing content, building your brand, and then continually repurposing content. And let's start with becoming an instant expert. And uh, you knew this as well as anyone else. How do you become an instant expert? I've got three things I want to share. Uh, one, you run a group, whether it's online or physical. You know, the owner of a LinkedIn group, regardless of how much they know, is considered the expert in that area, mm -hmm. right? So I, I run a group called Thought Leadership Best Practices. It has 1,400 people. You know, it's a small number, but those people who are there look at me as the expert. In this case, it actually be, is true. I know people who are running groups with, with 100,000 plus people in it who may not be the expert in the area of the group they're running, but they're looked at as the expert. Right. It's perception. So same thing with, you know, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter list, or, you know, if you're on a meetup, those people that come to your physical meetup group, look at you as the expert. Re once again, regardless of your expertise, it's almost instant expertise status is given to the person who runs a group. Mm -hmm. So second, I, I've got in, in AHA that, I actually have a concept called the AHA library. And with a library, you can, within five or 10 minutes, create a library of content of all, uh, you know, we've got couple hundred authors who have created great compelling content and you can create a library of their content like I said in five to ten minutes and anyone who then comes to that library will look at you as the expert in this case Lori Ruff has looked at the expert in alpha and she's created a library of content that's relevant to her audience super easy super quick free to do mm -hmm. the last thing is write a book and I had the pleasure of interviewing Marshall Goldsmith. I did a book called 42 Rules for Driving Success with Books. And basically, we had 40 people contribute their content. I interviewed two of them. I, I had a chance to interview Marshall Goldsmith and Jay Conrad Levinson, which the, the best, I, I asked each for 45 minutes. They both gave me an hour and a half and, and one of the best hour and a half sessions uh, 
you know, of, of my life. Phenomenal talk to both these guys. And what Marshall says is my first book took me out of the role of trainer and into the role of thought leader. Uh, Mike Brooks, Mr. Inside Sales says, rather than being one in a thousand, I'm now sought out by people who have the reviews, heard the podcast as a recognized authority. And guess who gets the job? It's the person with the book. Mm -hmm. So we, we've published, as I mentioned up front, we've published over 800 titles. Uh, I've been working with traditional book publishers, self-publishers for over a decade. Um, for a traditional publisher, um, actually just sign a release form for one of our authors who are moving over to, uh, to a, a dummy's book. Um, the, traditionally, it'll take you over a thousand hours to write and one to two years to publish. Yeah. Right. If you're self-publishing, uh, it's about 120 hours to write a 120 page book. I'd say an hour page is what we've seen on average and in about two to four months to publish. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to think about is what if you could actually write a book in eight to 10 hours and have it published in one to 14 days? What does that do in terms of your thought process of incorporating books into your marketing plan? That's awesome. I'm from number one. It took a long time to write that first book. <laughs> yeah, what's crazy. I, you know, it's worth doing because it gives you the credibility to stand on. But in today's world, self-published books or, or what I'll talk about in terms of aha that, those books still let you say you're an author and allows you to be that aha leader to the audience you're going after. Right. So I'm going to talk about how do you create your instant book. So the platform aha that, and, and I think you know it is from its old name called aha amplifier, um, ahathat.com, and the reason uh, we named it is, is I want people to be able to say, hey, did you aha that? It's the first 100% curated thought leadership or aha leadership platform for sharing, authoring, and promoting quality bite-sized quotes, right? And so what's important, oh, look at that spelling mistake, look at that. Um, what's important is on a sharing side, it's e it quickly and easily getting access to content from thought leaders from the, around the world. And the word for free, so you have access to the tool and you have access to share within seconds and all of that is free. The authoring piece is where you can create your book. It's uh, an AHA book created, uh, consists of 140 Twitter-sized quote and takes eight to 10 hours to write. What's nice about that is, is it's easy for you now to now let your audience, uh, your fan base, be able to share your content. So you can have them be curating your content as well. And that's what this is all about, sharing and authoring. So that's how Alex Mondosian wrote his Alexisms, right? Absolutely. So um, and I'm sure I point to Alex at some time in the presentation, but, you know, Alex wrote the book, um, uh, Alexisms. Um, he did a phenomenal job because he, we've got a set of resources that make it easy, and I'll show you a couple of them. But when he put his 140 quotes into a spreadsheet, he not only you know sort of looked at them and reviewed them but he had 22 people or so also look at their quotes and give comments and, and it was funny they gave comments of one two or three one means keep two means update three means chuck and so by the time his book came out it had a number of reviews to it from the audience he's also interested in working with and selling to and and collaborating with right very powerful way to do it so Ron has a quick question. Oh, please. What constitutes a book? Is it more than an article? Is it less than a novel? <laughs> yeah. Ron, that's a great question. It's funny. I, I just gave for the first time a presentation yesterday on how, uh, what, you know, how to write a book in, in eight to 10 hours. So it was really how to do what we're talking about here. And one of the sections was what, what makes up a book. And uh, so I'll spend a second talking about that. You know, in the old days, it was something that was three, 400 pages long. It was published by a traditional publisher. Uh, it, it potentially had best-selling status on the New York Times, and that made a book. But not all of the tens of millions of books which are published annually get to that level. With the self-publishing evolution, the concept of book has transformed dramatically. Right. So uh, typically, if you take a look at a physical book that's less than 80 pages, the spine size is so small, it doesn't really look like a book. I typically when you're looking at physical books, I like books with spine sizes um, 
that are big enough. So typically a 120 page book, not that that's a definition of a book or not, but, but 120 pages in physical format, as far as eBooks are concerned, you know, you've got Marketo and a ton of other companies creating these eBooks of 30 page PowerPoint slides and calling them eBooks. Right. And you know what? They've gotten away with it. So what makes a book is whatever your audience is going to accept as a form of a book. Right. Okay. It's, a, it's a phenomenal question. Now, in this particular case, I'm going to show you that 140 Twitter size quotes makes a book. And I'll, sh uh, I'll show you what, what a book looks like. And in this case, I, we have uh, a couple hundred different authors of phenomenal quality who have created books who also have called this book. So in this particular case, we're redefining the concept of a social media enabled ebook to be 140 Twitter size quotes. And we're calling that a book and the industry has so far accepted that. So that's, okay. that's the answer to that. Nice. Thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. So, you know, in this particular case, aha that, and, and if you go to aha that you can get here super quickly, you sign in as a guest and we've clicked on the, the my aha books button. You can get there within less than a minute. And then you click on any of these books and you get more detail. Um, we just did a book with Marshall Goldsmith. One of the fun things we've been doing, Ted, is we're creating books that are focused on phrases. And Marshall signs his, all of his emails with the hashtag life is good. And so I asked him if we could do a book called life is good. So it's, it's life is good in 140 characters, um, 140 different languages of life is good. So wow. that, that's, <laughs> but you know, I did, you are awesome. Happy birthday. You want to say happy birthday to somebody in Cantonese or some other language you've never heard of, you know, go to the happy birthday book and it's easy to share. Um, so kind of fun. So when you click on a particular book, this is what it looks like. A book has, um, this represents, I, I'll call it three pages of a book. Uh, this is a, a book on 140 reasons why email marketing is not dead. And when you're looking at any one of these quotes, any of these quotes can immediately be shared on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, or if you're in a corporate space on Gagawamp, mm -hmm. right? So it's simple as this. Once you get this page, you can then share content. Now, the reason we do this and the reason I say we could write our books or you could write your book in eight to 10 hours is I've seen it uh, tens of times of people doing an eight hour book or we have two authors that write their books in two hours and I can't, uh, that's a little crazy. We have a proven process. So if you go to aha that and click on author, so it's aha that.com slash author, uh, this process is available to you. And what you could see is what's in blue is what the authors do. What's green is what the, uh, what we do. And it really starts with the, the, the easiest thing to start with is your blueprint. What does a book look like? And, and we've got a word document, you know, it's the four questions document. So when people answer that, that's the piece that, that really is important. It's, you know, what's your name? What's your title? Uh, give me one paragraph summary. You know, we have a process that walks you through the entire book processing uh, process. Um, in terms of people who are writing, what's interesting is you can write by uh, going after presentation. I'll show you tons of different ways people could write. You could also write by crowdsourcing content. Um, and, and now with the presidential election where it is, I think we all would have loved to have Michael Bloomberg running for office. <laughs> um, there was a point in time where the high tech community was calling on Bloomberg to, to run. And we were lined up to do a aha and physical book as a result of that. Right. So we had a, a survey set up ready to go. We would have published the aha book in, in a day or two. And then we had the, the team over at Barnes and Noble ready to accept the physical book and have it in bookstores around the country. And we would have done that in about three weeks. Wow. You know, so from aha book to physical book in about uh, two weeks to get done, three weeks to have the book on hand. Uh, and it would have been pretty powerful if he announced his candidacy. And then um, three weeks later, we have content from high tech executives from around the world who were then saying why Bloomberg, or in this case, what we were doing is we were doing a book on why America is about entrepreneurialism and hmm. Bloomberg would have been the best person to, to be the person standing behind that. Okay. So you could crowdsource content and there are a number of different ways to do that. Or if you take a look at this slide, you can get your content from a number of different areas, presentations, Twitter stream, blog post, YouTube, two hours of recorded content. So, so Ted, two of your shows, uh, which are an hour each, produces enough content where you can actually have an aha book pulled out of it. 
Wow. Uh, white papers, uh, traditional books, right? This is not a replacement. So anyone who has a traditional book, if you're going to market your book, you're going to create a whole series of short bite-sized quotes to be able to share in a marketplace with a URL that points to Amazon and other locations. Well, why not make that an aha book and have it something else that gives credibility to you personally and also helps market your book. But you take a look, there's lots of fun things, including for consultants who are out there, you can write books with your clients, uh, pull content from employee handbooks or surveys, and now you've got something that is powerful, but powerful because it's given the credibility of a concept called book, but it's created and crowdsourced from content from your employee base. So Brad has a question related to this. What if you have a published book and want to promote a number one seller? Would you create a series of aha books? Uh, it can't hurt, Brad. Great question, by the way. It can't hurt at all because what's fascinating about the AHA amplifiers is you get a personalized, customized URL. I think I'll show that in the next couple of slides. You get a customized URL, and then when you're marketing to your fan base, you're actually saying to your fan base, hey, why don't you share this content? And if you're looking to get number one bestseller, you might as well include in your, your messages a link to Amazon on every message you create, right? And so you can encourage people to be sharing your good, compelling content with a link to Amazon and having that blasted out, you know, typical Amazon campaigns, you start doing it, you know, the, the day before and, and the messaging is, hey, please share, please help more people uh, know about this and share this content and then ultimately buy buy your book. Okay. So what's nice about an AHA book and this, oh yeah, so this is this is all Alex all the time. So this is what Alexisms looks like in the AHA that platform. But then we also took his book, turned it into a PDF that you could use for unlimited lead gen, turn it into a Kindle paperback and hardcover versions. So now it's a, another way, even with an existing book, there's no reason you can create just an AHA book by itself and use it for marketing. Or if you wanted a, a much more narrow focus, you could take a AHA book and then make it very focused on a, on a very specific vertical and then create a physical book out of it. Yet it's yet another asset that you have to be able to share with your audience to get them excited about you. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. All right, awesome. Similar what so, I did with my book, I had somebody chop it up into a bunch of blog posts and I created eBooks out of those. Perfect. So, similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's really about what we're trying to do today is, is repurpose content and get as much bang for the buck of any piece of content we create. And so what AHA that's all about for the author, it's just another way to repurpose all the other stuff you're doing, but you get the credibility. It's quick time to market and you get the credibility of having, you know, we like I said, we publish over 800 titles. So you have the credibility of a platform that gives you the ability to be an author in eight to 10 hours. And by the way, once you've done a book on a particular topic, if you then wanted to redo that book for a very focused audience, probably take you two hours to go in and make the updates you need. Yeah. Right. So it's really amazing. See, I paid so, someone over a hundred hours to do this work for me. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, Hey, you could still pay them to do it for you, but you'd be paying them less money. Right. <laughs> so, two to 10 hours to write, one to 14 days to publish. And one of the things that I often run into is people who want to write their books and they always have on, it's one of their bucket list items, but they don't actually do it and no one's keeping them accountable. Right. And, and you know, when it takes a hundred hours or a thousand hours to write a book, it's, it's easy to put it off to your quote unquote retire, which by the way, at that time, the book is no longer relevant. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, but if it takes eight hours or 10 hours, you, you, even though it's that easy, you still need somebody to help you. So we actually have a service that can help keep you accountable to write your book. You really just need to sit down and make it happen. There are no longer any excuse if it takes you eight to 10 hours to write a book. There's no longer any excuse for you not to have the book in the market you're going after. So hopefully that was an aha for all of us. Yeah. So here's an interesting question. If you could snap your fingers and write a book, which you can here, what would you do with it? Would you write just one? Would your book be broad or narrow in scope? What do you think, Ted? Oh, I would do as many as I could. If 
very, exactly. very specific topics too, because that's what people are looking for these days. Yeah, well, I knew you'd get the right answers, so I wasn't afraid to ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the interesting part, if you can actually snap your fingers and do a book, you're, you're not doing that thousand hour book, which is a quintessential do everything. You're doing as narrow of a book as possible to be the, remember we said at the beginning, a thought leader has the right amount of content for the right audience. Right. Well, if you define your audience narrow enough and small enough, you write a book specifically for that audience and you could be that aha leader for that audience. And you know what? You Most consultants don't have just one audience. They have multiple audiences. Mm -hmm. But you can now have books that go after each audience you want to attract. And that's what's really powerful with this platform. Yeah. I'm doing that similar with YouTube videos. People want to learn one or two minute videos on how to do specific things on LinkedIn or Twitter. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, at some point in time when you do your AHA book, you should have links to the YouTube videos, right? So then people are sharing the AHA content and it includes the link to YouTube. So you're getting more, more reach, more broad. Right. Bandwidth. And, and I put this in here cause I always forget, but when you actually write your AHA book in your case, instead of paying somebody a hundred hours uh, to do it, if you paid them 10 and they wrote your AHA book, you'd also have two quarters of social media content in place. Right. And people so, always say, how do I create content? Here we go. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about the curating and sharing content. So number three, and I don't know what, what Ted, what platforms do you play on? Oh, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah, same, very similar. Um, I, uh, I, I do Instagram as well. So that's one more, but I'm mostly Instagram because I, when I post pictures, uh, if I'm doing single pictures, I'd rather do Instagram to Facebook than Facebook direct. I haven't done anything with Snapchat. Everyone keeps telling me I should. And, and if you take a look at, at this set of, of uh, social media platforms or this one or the plethora of colors and icons here, it really doesn't matter what social media platforms you play on. What matters is where are your clients or where are your prospects? Right. You should play at the places that your clients play on. And you should be doing at least, uh, and by the way, one thing I will reemphasize to you is your LinkedIn profile, regardless of what you do, you need to have a good, compelling LinkedIn profile that, that really is not a resume, but a search engine optimized version of you. And you should have that and everything else. But I'm sure this, this reinforces the stuff that you talk about, Ted. Yep. So regardless of what you do, you just need to find platforms that make it easy. This is where the aha that makes it easy because we've got 32,000 messages. In this case, it looks like uh, 20, this is an older slide. So uh, we have a series of messages that make it easy uh, for you to share. And then you can easily share on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, right? So it's just at a click of a button. And when you share content, it looks like this. Right. And so what's one of the things that people often ask is how do I, uh, Steve, I see your question. Uh, what do I need to get organized to get started? Um, I will, uh, we cover that a little bit in, if you go to aha, that aha, that.com slash author, um, it's got a, uh, it's got a really easy way for you to, uh, start the process. Um, there's a seven step process, but step one is, is filling out your, filling out the word document um, and you could start there. And, and after that, we'll, we'll get back in touch with you and make sure that you're moving in the right direction. So we, we, we handhold to make sure that you're producing the right stuff that's relevant for you. Um, what's nice about this is you notice that in this case, this is Liz Miller. She's the CMO of the CMO council. They have 8,500 CMOs around the world. And what's nice about this is Liz is getting attribution for this quote by having a Twitter handle here. So that's how we've dealt with the attribution piece of it, right? And so it's absolutely okay to quote other people as long as you give them attribution. Yeah, they love it when you do and that. The other thing I'll point to is we're using the short URL service called aha.pub. It's just something we created ourselves. And, and so every book gets their own customized URL. So imagine once you have your customized URL, what do you do? You, you go to your, your social media profiles and you put up, hey, publish this book and here's the URL. And you use that as a tool that helps attracting people to your book, which has 140 messages that you want people to share for you. 
The reason I bring this book, once again, customized URL, although it's super long, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, uh, we've, we, this is before I realized that I've got a really short, and I don't do the dash aha book, uh, you know, anymore at the end. But um, what I do about this one is here's a teacher in the Philippines. She was teaching a senior level course at the university, and she had her 72 students all write a aha book. They all contributed, and what she mentioned was that over half of them stated that this activity being in an AHA book was a key factor to them getting a job when they graduated, which is really cool. And what we did, if you take a look here, this is the book description on the AHA book. What we did is we included the, the names and URLs of, uh, I'm sorry, the names and Twitter handles of everyone who participated. Nice. Right? So what's nice, think about this. Um, if you're in a group today, you could crowdsource content in the group. Guess who's considered the expert? The person who, who pulls the book together. Mm -hmm. Or if you had a company, you could crowdsource content within your company. Um, or if you're looking to prospect, you go after your those that you're interested in working with. But instead of going after them to sell your service, you go after them to ask them a you know for 15 minutes so you could interview them for a book and then you include them in a book like this. What do they think about you when you're done? They love you. Yeah, <laughs> they love you. You're the expert and. And by the way, not only are they in a book, but here's the really cool part. Every time somebody shares their quote, which includes their Twitter handle, they're reminded of you. Yep. So we did a book way back when. This is the book I did, uh, 42 Rules for Driving Success with Books. And what I wanted to point out is there are 40 people, 40 names here. And before I wrote the book, three of the names were clients. Now that I look at the list, there's close to 20 that are clients, <laughs> right? And, and it's just, it's a very obvious thing. It's a great way to open a relationship, yeah. right? And the relationship is, hey, I like, I'm writing a book on this topic and I'd like to have you help. Now, once again, in the past, if the book's a thousand hours or a hundred hours, you know, it, it's, you've got to really decide if you want to do that. But as short as it is to do an aha book, this is a great vehicle and a great way to actually get people to uh, to want to to want to get to know you better, right? And when I wrote the book, I, I have an aha book and a physical book called uh, Mitchell Levy on creating thought leaders. When I wrote the book, because I had interviewed Marshall for the Forty Two Rules book, here's the quote he gave me on the thought leaders book, the career bible for thought leaders. Right now, who wouldn't want you know the the one of the top or if not the top CEO coach in the world, uh, named by Harvard's Business Review as the most influential leadership thinker in the world, give you a quote like this, right? Yeah. And it's because I got to know him previously. Nice. So hopefully you guys got an aha, but here's one I wanna share. Sometimes the journey is as important as the destination, or even more so. We often think about, particularly, you know, Ted, with your book that you spent a thousand hours, we think about what's going to happen to us after we write the book. Yeah. But if you're using the book as a tool to interview people to include inside the journey, sometimes think about how many clients you could pick up by interviewing people to be in your book. And even before you publish, you're going to be closing business. Right. All right. Let's talk about building your brand four or five. We doing okay. Any other questions? Nope. If you have questions, go ahead and put them in the chat window. And Steve, hopefully we got to your, your question in terms of, of how do you get organized to start? I think what often happens is we also have, so everything that you need, the Word document to, to answer the four questions, the Excel document to put your content in, all that's available at a click a button on the ahathat.com aha slash author page. Um, before Jake Conrad Levinson passed away, um, he was one of the guys I interviewed for the 42 Rules book. And one of the things he said is, Gorilla Marketing has sold 24 million copies in 57 different languages. He wrote the book in response to a need. If there is a need, then a book will work. So now, if you actually see a need for your business that you have prospects that are interested in, if you write a very narrow book in eight to 10 hours, and then you tell your prospect you've written this book, what does that mean? You're you're the expert, and they will then hopefully hire you. Yeah. Um, same thing, Beth Shaw. The book has helped Yoga Fit become the largest yoga educational program in the country, made her an internationally renowned exercise expert who has trained more than 100,000 fitness instructors in six continents. 
wow. books actually work. So in terms of building your brand and now having published over uh, 800 books, we do have some authors who publish a book and they, A, hope the publisher does it all, or B, they assume because their content is so amazing, it's going to spread like wildfire. And, and let me tell you, in today's world, both of those statements are absolutely not true. Your publisher will typically not help you, not a lot. Some of the big guys help you a little bit more, but your publisher typically won't help you. And um, you know, they do block and tackle stuff and your book does not sell itself. So what yeah. do you do as an author? You want to shout from the rooftops. Now we're giving you a, a book and a URL. So put it in your bio, your business cards, your websites, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, other social media platforms. You know, if it's appropriate for you to stick it on your underwear, that's where you put it. You want to speak to groups on the topic of your book. You know, you want to use the writing process for lead gen. Right. And, and as I mentioned, you create an aha book by interviewing prospects or how about you're doing coaching at a corporation? Why don't you use those employees to help create a book? Think about how much more endearing you will be to them by incorporating them in the book that they then use to help solve the problem that you're you're there to solve in the first place. You now, uh, if you belong to groups today, offer to crowdsource aha books. Once again, you, you look as the expert. And then write posts containing content from your book. Um, you know, as an author, you should use it to get customers and sponsors. Once a book is done, um, you want to not only share the the URL, but you want to share the physical books for free, right? The being an author doesn't mean you're making money on the sales of your books. Now, there's a small number of people in the world who do that, but most people are making money from the speaking and consulting they get from their books. So you want to give your books for free. And I could tell you a number of our authors who do that and continually get new business as a result. You want to send copies of your physical books to prospects you want to meet. The author that has been the most successful bought 300 copies of a book, had USPS and FedEx envelopes pre-labeled, a personal note on the inside. She dropped the book in when they came. She sent them out. She started getting calls within the first week or two. She did follow-up calls on week two or three, and her business increased. Are you ready for the number? Six times. Wow. Six times. Crazy, right? Why? Because she's the expert. The other thing that's fascinating is if you write a book in a very narrow niche, there may very narrow niche. There may be a sponsor who's interested in getting your book into their hand, into their audience's hands, mm -hmm. right? And so now you don't have to spend, uh, once again, a couple hundred or a thousand hours doing the book that you think your sponsors will go after. Yeah. No, I do that all the time. I mail my books to people with a handwritten note and I get responses almost every time. Yeah. So here's a great example. So Lori Ruff, I love Lori. She did a book called Sweet Branding. And I love using other people's content in my presentation. So she wrote, authentically share who you are at your core to inspire those around you. Now, you can inspire people with your content or other people's content, right? So here's an aha. In order to build your brand, you want to do steps one, two, basically sections one, two, and three. You want to become the instant expert. You want to create your instant book. You want to curate and share content and you want to do it over and over again. And because an aha leader has a very focused target audience they're going after, um, there's no reason you can't have a book or a series of books for each audience you're going after. Right. Uh, why don't we answer, Brad has a question. Why don't we answer that before I go to section five? Uh, question was, where is the best place to get the books printed? My books have color photos and cover. Um, you know, so the it's hard to, to there's a number of different places to go. Uh, there are a, you know, a lot of people would say Crate Space is not a bad place to go, although I don't know if they do color on the, on the inside. Um, local printers sometimes are really good for that. It just depends on if you're looking for distribution as well as, uh, and that's one of the things you get out of a, you know, Amazon's company Create Space. Yeah. We actually published, one of the things that we've done recently um, is we used to always print on the inside black and white. The price for color on the inside has significantly come down so much that we, it's, it costs us an extra dollar a book more but all the books we're doing from here on in, we're doing both color, you know, color covers, obviously, but also color on the inside. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's a really interesting thing. So if, if you used us as a publisher, we, we obviously would do that. Um, if you're doing uh, color photos on the inside, you know, it's there are a number of different local printers who may be able to handle that. If you actually get stuck uh, and we're not the right guys for you, reach out to me and ask and I'll try to give you names of a couple printers, depending on where uh, a lot of times printing out a printer is best at a printer that's local because then you don't have the same uh, shipping fees. Exactly. Shipping fees are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that's important is to continually repurpose content, which which obviously you're doing by creating, you know, one to two minute YouTube videos, Ted. And you're just taking stuff that's elsewhere and putting it in a different format for ways for people to consume in different ways. Um, one of the shows that we have, and I'm actually looking for, I'm always looking for co-hosts. Uh, one of the shows we have, very similar, we do it on uh, uh, we do it on Google Hangouts, is Thought Leader Life. So you go to thoughtleaderlife.com slash, and then look at the blueprint. And what we do is we actually um, share content. We do a Google Hangout. We stream live to YouTube. What it also does is we take that content, we take the video, and we also share it on SlideShare. Um, we strip out the audio, we put it on iTunes, and we share it on the Shell Hotz, um FIR network. Uh, our team writes a blog post, and also out of every half hour show, we create 40 to 50 aha messages. So this is why I said at the end of two hours of content, we actually have an aha book. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually grabbing co-hosts who work with me for a month, and we produce 18 assets. You know, so five videos, five audios, six blog posts, uh, an aha book. And we also take the book and we convert it to Kindle. And we also uh, post the book on Kindle. And so mm-hmm. what you want to be doing, if you noticed, um, from a small amount of effort, we're now creating and repurposing content in a number of different areas. Now, what's nice about the aha book is aha messages are so narrowly, uh, are so focused and, and really... Uh, they're they're devoid they're void of of things that make them dated. So YouTube videos, how how good are they? How long are they good for? You know, six months, a year. Uh, books have a lifespan of a couple years. Aha books have almost an unlimited lifespan depending on how they're written. Right. Yeah. So just another way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I thought I'd mention, and this is available to anyone who's listening right now. We have, I think it's 33,000 aha messages. You could take any of them today and use them, right? If you want to take any of the Alexisms, there's 140 phenomenal quotes from Alex Mendozian. You could take any of that content and share it today on your Twitter stream or YouTube or, or any of the content there, as long as you use it as is and give attribution, mm-hmm. right? And so it's just a great way. And, and what, what if, if you're hearing that, you're thinking to yourself, God, wouldn't I like other people to be using my content in their networks in this way? And the answer is yes. So you need your AHA book out there and then encourage people to use it. And that does make people perceive you as an expert if you're sharing Alex's content or some famous person's content. Oh, that's what's super cool. Well, you know, I had a guy come to me yesterday. He goes, Mitchell, I got 100 followers on Twitter. Why should I even do any of this? And I'm like, well... If you actually go and share Alex Mendozian's content, your 100 followers, those that see it, will appreciate it. But it's got Alex's Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. And Alex's network is much larger than yours. And those in his network will want to retweet that content. And not only that, when they retweet their content, they may decide because you shared it initially that they're going to connect to you. And those that are reading their retweets, may decide that they connect to you. So just sharing good, compelling content from Maha that will grow your your network. Yeah. For free. For free? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so one of the things I do, if you've seen my uh, LinkedIn uh, Pulse posts, my LinkedIn Pulse posts, um, what I do is I typically pull five ahas from a particular book, and then I share it. Right. And so it, it, it sort of looks like this. I have one or two paragraphs up front. I then pull the five quotes and I have a paragraph at the end. You know, it takes my team five or 10 minutes to pull together. It takes me about a minute to review. Um, and then I've got a, a blog post that I'm sharing that once again, also 
associates me with whichever author because I then are sharing that to my LinkedIn network. I'm sharing that on Facebook, on Twitter. And so I'm continually sharing. And then we build in click to tweets just because, you know, you want to use as many different platforms and ways to get your message out as possible. So this solves that problem they all come to us with. I can't create content. I don't have time. I don't know what to create. Right, right. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> um, you know, I love this quote from Jorge Zavala. It's making mistakes is better than waiting for a magic wand to make miracles. I absolutely love this quote. If you want to see his book, it's it's a, a 140 messages on on how how to make time or how to make time to have more time. All right. And so, you know, it, we all need to read this book anyhow. I um, mean, you could once again, you go to this URL, you could read it for free. What's interesting and the point I want to get across is, is don't wait for that magic miracle, that one answer that solves everything. You've got to experiment and, and just different things will work for different people in different audiences. Yep. So here's the aha. Uh, being an aha leader isn't easy. And with the right tools and processes, it isn't hard either. Particularly here, those looking to create content, man, this is such a quick and easy way to create content. And I, I love the, you know, if you're doing one of the exercises I love doing in a corporate world is the sticky pad exercise. You, know, you hand everyone in the room a sticky pad, you have them brainstorm on an area. Yeah. Well, if they also included their Twitter handle at the same time you're doing that sticky pad exercise, you're also creating an aha book. <laughs> how, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> so for those that want to start, uh, once again, you had asked before, uh, what's the, Steve, what's the best way to start? Um, or the Brad, um, go to aha that.com, start sharing content today, free to use, free to share. You'd be there within a minute. Um, or if you want to see Alex Mendozian's book, great book, it's aha.pub slash Alexisms. And I'll get you there immediately. Um, consider creating running an aha library. Take your five or 10 minutes. I don't have a video on how to do it yet. So if you get stuck, let me know, but it should be really easy. Uh, and then start thinking about crowdsourcing or writing your aha book. Super straightforward, pretty easy to do. And if you turn uh, those that really want that physical book, uh, you could turn your aha book into a physical book. Now, what I hadn't talked about before is it's free to use, free to share. If you're actually writing your aha book, it's $450. Uh, to actually publish and we will do we'll create the cover for you we will do a copy edit and we'll do a content edit and what i mentioned before is some people are excited about just doing it all on their own and other people sort of need accountability so we actually have and you could see this on our site you, we actually have an accountability package it's the aha book silver authoring package and what we do is it's you're now paying 150 a month so same price uh, you're writing your book over a quarter. The only benefit here is you can now imagine at the end of the year, you've now written four AHA books. And we just make sure that, you know, we double check, we make sure you're doing okay, we see if you have any questions, we make sure you do your, your job properly. And this is our, our package. And what I want to do, and this might be a good time to, to share the author, Ted, uh, for those that are in your audience, if you're interested, we will decrease the price of the authoring package um, to 97 a month. And so if you use this URL, aha.pub slash Ted P, or um, you know, if it's available, you can also put it up on the screen as an offer. Um, if you do that, um, you get a discounted rate. And once again, so we'll help you on your writing. The cool part at the end of the year, you've got four AHA books you've published, hopefully all going out to different audiences, helping you grab new clients. Um, and so we think this is super powerful. We've had some some uh, good success so far, and I'm, I'm happy to give your audience a uh, discount. Well, thank you. And I know this works because I know all those names I kept saying is, wow, <laughs> I know most of those people. Oh, and you know what, I, I've got to include, one of the things I've done recently is I, when I was doing yesterday's presentation on how to write a book in a day, we, I've got a single slide that shows some of the really phenomenal brands, uh, people who are part of this, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll include that in this presentation <laughs> next time. Uh, but you could also, if you go to ahathat.com, um, there's an easy way to take a look at some of the authors and authors' names, and you'd be in really good company. Um, there's some 
great people who have who have written written aha books or or have had them ghostwritten for them. Yeah, Alex was handing out his Alexisms at the, our meetup a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Brad has a question. Um, oh, Pamela, thanks for putting. Yeah, Crate Spaces is Amazon's uh, vehicle to to publish. Uh, Brad, which is the best hardcover or soft cover? My book is on Amazon and Kindle, ninety two pages. You know, it's uh, a great question. I the, the real answer to that question is, what what is? Well, let me give you two questions to ask: Who's your audience, and what will they appreciate more? Um, and second, uh, what do you want to do with your book? Right. So if if you if you're interested in printing a hundred copies or two hundred copies and handing them out, uh, you know, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to go after hardcover because it gives you that incremental credibility piece. It'll just cost you more. If you know you're going to be giving out thousands of copies, you may want to consider the paperback only because the the cost differential between paperback and hardcover is pretty hard, pretty high, particularly um, if you're going after the the smaller, the self-publishing platforms uh, because it they uh, they charge a significant difference to for both. Um, if you're going to an offset printer and you're printing three thousand copies, uh, then hardcover is not a bad way to do. But then you have to you have to have storage for three thousand copies. So, Brad, the answer the, the answer is there is no right or wrong answer <laughs> to this question. Uh, it really depends on what your audience will appreciate more. Yeah, one of my clients was trying to reach CEOs. He's a CEO. He's trying to get appointments with large company CEOs and we just couldn't get through to them on LinkedIn because they just weren't on there really using it. And they had 12 white papers that were excellent. So I said, why don't we put those together into a book and we'll mail them the book. So they went to a local printer, got the hardcover because they were going for CEOs. And he wrote a handwritten note and he got lots of appointments. Nice. Nice. But he went with the hardcover because he was going for CEOs. He wanted to make a great impression. Well, particularly if you're going after a smaller, smaller number like that, and your your goal is is impact. I mean, a CE, a sale to a CEO has a significant dollar amount that's associated with. So it just depends on also what are you selling, right? And and how much money do you make per sale? Right. Now this is so, great stuff. So uh, to reach out to me, uh, that's my uh, email address and phone number. You could certainly reach out on social media. Um, so uh, LinkedIn, I'm, I apologize for those who have tried to connect to me on LinkedIn. I've been out of the country for five and a half weeks in France. And the one thing I didn't do is accept um, the people who reached out to me. I just didn't, I, I, I hadn't done any accepting. And I, so it's five and a half weeks of not accepting. So I have 467 LinkedIn requests. Um, and so I, I, <laughs> I need to process those and I, I apologize for, you know, if you're one of them on the, on the audience and, and certainly any of my partners, I mean, it's just, just, it's one of those things I like to do when I respond, I, I have to look at people's profiles, I'll send them a personalized email or a personalized note if it's appropriate. Um, and, and so I just decided that this was something I was not doing. Um, so, but feel free to connect to me anyhow, and I will get to it soon, hopefully. Uh, but LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, certainly um, let me know who you are and why we're connecting. I'm a little uh, more discreet there. Uh, Twitter, that's really easy to do, and I'm at, at happy about on Twitter. Um, and here are some of the websites that we have. If you want to take a look at Thought Leader Life, there are two years worth of content of people talking about what does it mean to be a thought leader and how they do it. Um, join the LinkedIn uh, Thought Leadership Best Practices group at this URL, aha.pub slash t-l-b-p, Thought Leadership Best Practices. Um, I certainly would love to see you on Aha That sharing content, and that's the easiest thing you could do immediately. Um, and then when you have questions, certainly feel free to reach out. And this is a way in which uh, you can get a discount to uh, by being part of Ted's community. This is great. Can you send me the slides too I can share with people with all these URLs? Oh, absolutely. Okay. They always ask for the slides, so. <laughs> okay, we have time for another question or two if people still have questions. Otherwise, this has been great. I know this works because I know a lot of those people on your client list, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it uh, it becomes very obvious when you start thinking about it, mm-hmm. right? To be the expert that people want to hire, if you're a consultant, be the expert people want to hire, you've got to write a book. Um, and that book has to be relatively current and it has to be focused on the topic that the client wants to hire you for. Yeah. Well, this is easy. And for those like the CEO that wants to make CEO meetings, if he didn't have the book or he didn't have the white papers written, he could do an aha book and that and then have that turned into to physical books. We we had a client who, uh, Mark Dieterding, he wrote his aha book on a Saturday. He then turned it into a paperback and hardcover formats, uh, sent out to his mailing list, and tons of his clients picked up books, not just one, but they picked up books for the entire executive team. Right. And then you get the viral effect from all this automatically too, which is awesome. Yep. Yep. And one thing I will do, um, if you actually sign up for the silver aha package, I created a course on how to do social media in five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a 30 minute course. So it's easy to do. It's very straightforward. And, uh, we, we charge, uh, $50 one time for that course. And I will give that for free for anyone who signs up for the, uh, through your program, Ted. Oh, thank you. That's very generous. It's always good to know too. Because we don't have time. <laughs> right, right. Well, okay. Brad, I'm glad you. Uh, it's uh, my pleasure. I'm glad uh, glad to be here, and I'm glad you you have food for thought and action items that you need to take. Yeah, I have action items too. I signed up for this a long time ago, and I got to do mine now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ted, I would love to ha- love to have you. I mean, you have you produce such great content and. And what that light bulb, that aha for you would be including the URLs to that one to two minute videos you're creating mm-hmm. on YouTube. I mean, it's just another way to repurpose your content and have people sharing sharing both good, compelling quotes, but also reinforcing that by them then clicking on your YouTube videos or whatever else you want to put out there. Right. Oh, the social media will explode with all this. It's without me having to do it or have my assistant do it for me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. This has been excellent. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's, uh, it's always fun to present. I love the fact that you're engaged throughout the way. So thank you for, uh, thanks for your comments and input and, uh, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. It was, uh, it was great to share, uh, share this to the audience and, and what I, my call to action, to you is uh, please go to aha that tell your friends it is free to use free to share it's got thirty-three thousand quotes today of amazing people um that that you really uh should be sharing and uh let people know about it we have no excuse for not creating content now (laughs) absolutely thanks ted i really appreciate it okay thanks everybody we'll see you on the next webinar